guys, and welcome back to the My So-Called Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Sunray. I am a wife, mama, musician. If this is your third time coming back, then you've heard this spiel before. Um, but on this podcast, you know, we really like to talk about random things, serious things, some non-serious things, things that happen in society, things that we're thinking about, just things that I sometimes just ponder on and I just kind of want to talk about them. I want to hear other people's opinions. I want to share my opinion, get it off my chest. And that's kind of what this point of the podcast is. And also we kind of like to talk about how to deal with the things that we're thinking about and how to heal from them and how to move on and move forward. Uh, but once again, if you are back after listening to the first two podcasts, thank you so much. I'm super excited to jump into today's podcast, but I will preface and just say, I'm going to be honest, it, it's kind of controversial, but I think that if you listen to the whole thing that you'll get my point. And I also just feel like with certain topics, like I feel like a lot of people will feel like the same but people are just afraid to just come out and just be real and just say, you know what, this is what we're thinking. Like, this is the reality of the situation. And I also want to just say that I think that sometimes, and I'll talk about this more shortly, but sometimes you can have two things be true at the same time. And I feel like in our society, we live in a world where nobody wants to acknowledge that like you can have two things be true at one time like there's not absolutes so I think just to preface you will understand what I mean by that once we hop in but um, today I really want to talk about body image and society's views on body image how we deal with body image and I just kind of want to share my story and share my thoughts on it um, and as always, if you have any thoughts, um, besides being able to listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, this is also uploaded to our YouTube page. So if you have any thoughts or opinions or something you want to share, please leave a comment on the YouTube video. And also go ahead and, you know, listen to that podcast again <laughs> on YouTube if you listened to it on another platform. And remember to like and subscribe and also subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice. So... Hopping into body image, um, you know, I've been thinking about it lately. It's something I've really been thinking about the past year because, um, as I mentioned on other podcasts, I do have a son. I'm almost one year postpartum. Uh, so any mamas out there, you know, I know that you understand that body image and just there, there's just so many changes. And we'll dive into that a little bit, you know, later. But I have been thinking a lot about body image lately. And, you know, I feel like this concept in itself it has just changed in our society so many times, which I think is really bizarre and weird when you really think about it. You know, I do want, before I talk about body image, I want to preface again, um, if you feel like you may be having issues with body image, you somehow stumbled across my podcast or, you know, you are an active listener and, you know, you may not be in a positive headspace when it comes to considering body image and, you feel like you may not be able to listen to somebody dive into it because you may have some struggles with it, then I definitely highly recommend checking out um, a different episode of the podcast. We have two other episodes and um, new episodes every Thursday. You know, I'm going to be talking about some things that may be triggering to somebody who has an eating disorder or struggles with bulimia or things of that nature. Or if you struggle with body dysmorphia, I have to be honest and say that this you know, may not be the podcast uh, for you. And, I, and I'm going to leave some resources. If you feel like you may be struggling with something like that, I'm going to leave some resources in the description of this podcast. So I highly recommend that you check them out if you feel like you are in need of help and support. Uh, just know that if you are going through those things that you are not alone, you deserve to live a happy and healthy life and you do matter and if no one else is here for you please know that I do support you and I hope that you can and pray that you will get through uh, what you're going through so just wanted to preface that um, but going ahead and you know diving in I kind of like I mentioned want to talk about my personal you know journey with body image please remember like this is just my journey and everyone's journey is completely different and everyone has a different life and lifestyle. So I don't bring up my journey to like make a model out of it. So um, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, she no, okay, this is my, this is my experience. Okay. We can share our own experiences without, you know, trying to 
be absolute about anything. So just know that. So personally, you know, if you know me or if you don't, I am on the slender side. Growing up, I was I was very skinny. Um, you know, that was my body type. And, you know, there's just kind of nothing I could do about it. I'm also on the taller side when it comes to females. I'm about five, seven, five, eight. I know that that's not like extremely tall. But when it comes to like average, I feel like, you know, women are tend to girls tend to be, you know, a little bit shorter um, than that. But I remember growing up, people used to tell me all the time. And I'm, and I'm telling you, like, growing up, not even, like, high school. I'm talking about, like, elementary school and middle school. Why don't you eat? You need some more meat on your bones. You need a steak. You need a burger. And, like, I'm literally being told this at, like, eight years old by peers, random adults, relatives would joke about this to me and, like, our other family members. Like, can we just take a second to pause how toxic that is? Like, why is an eight-year-old, or however old, a child being told that they need to eat something and to put meat on her bones? What is that? Like, that is insane, and it's disgusting, okay? And I know I'm not the only person this has happened to. You know, whatever body type you are, why do in, in, as a child, why do people feel so comfortable telling children, you know, what they need to do w- with how they look physically, you know, and, and it's portrayed as a joke, you know, it, it's just gross. And I have to say that was something that always bothered me because I just felt like it was just, it was weird. Like as a child, you know, just why would you want to say that stuff to a child? It's just gross because children are so receptive and, and the way children process information is different than adults. So why do you think it's okay to, you know, say these things? But You know, I feel like if these relatives or adults were actually concerned about my well-being, they should have spoken to my parents or something, right? You know, and and when it comes to my peers, it's hard because these kids, you know, they're just saying whatever they hear. They're just regurgitating whatever they've heard from adults, and it's sad, you know? I, I would be called a stick, a twig, just anything. I would be compared to anything super skinny, you name it. You know, I wasn't curvy growing up either. When when I was younger, you know, like eight, you know, or nine or seven, whatever, like I didn't know what to do with these comments because I was a kid. It's like, you know, obviously at that age, I have the complete psychological understanding that I'm a child, but why, why are grown men and women feeling comfortable telling me that I need to eat meat and things like that. Like it, it's just, it's just weird. And and I and I bet you, you know, talking to kids like this, you know, it it doesn't plant good seeds. And that and, and that's how bad mental health starts and different things. But I'm not going to dive down that, you know, um, down that path, you know, at this time. But you know, growing up in the early 2000s, you know, I feel like Hollywood was all about being skinny so I feel like you know back then I watched movies and different things you know my older sister and stuff like that so I I feel like maybe I didn't think too much of it because growing up in the 2000s you remember it was all about being skinny 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 you know if you go back and watch these early 2000s movies they would literally make fun of women that had a bigger butt like there are so many movies I can think of like in Mean Girls (laughs) where Regina uh where Regina George she got that um you know, she had a big butt or whatever. And because she was eating those calteen bars and, um, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm just laughing because, you know, Mean Girls is a classic, but you know, the fat girls like, watch where you're going, fat ass and all, you know, and all that type of stuff. And it's, you know, it's hilarious. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like a, you know, funny moment there. But, um, as you can see, you know, it wasn't good to have that big butt, you know, um, that just wasn't the thing. It was all about being skinny and slender. So maybe that's why I didn't, think too much of the comments because you know I was obsessed with movies and shows and stuff and everyone was skinny so I'm like oh well everyone else is skinny so it's fine why does an eight or seven year old nine year old having to think about these things is beyond me it's gross you know because what I saw in movies it seemed like being skinny was it was in Hollywood and in society it was acceptable you know quote unquote however you know I I had to learn the hard way that what society is deeming as acceptable, you know, again, quote unquote, would change constantly when it comes to 
body image. You know, becoming a preteen, you know, finally got boobs, you know, I wondered if I would ever, you know, get curves or like that hourglass figure, you know, because when I was becoming a preteen, things had changed again and that was being highlighted. You just had to have hips. You had to have the hourglass figure. You had to have something, you know. Well, you know, all I did was get like an A cup and nothing else. <laughs> so that was my reality. Society norms, you know, they just kept changing and they changed again as as I would get older. And, you know, just to pause really quick, like I think it's so weird how these different body types become society norms. Like who is waking up one day and deciding this stuff and saying, oh, that body type that's in right now like it's a body it's it's our physical like it just when you really think about it it doesn't make any sense and given the fact that there you know different cultures tend to exhibit different body types so it 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 really to me the math ain't math then okay it doesn't make any sense I remember being like you know 13 years old and you know wishing I had hips wishing I had an hourglass figure and it's sad to think that, you know, even though I was a teenager, like I was a I was I was a kid, okay, thirteen year old, you ain't grown, like I was a kid. And I'm sitting here wishing that my body type was different at thirteen. And I wasn't even done developing. I barely started. I was a size zero. I was a double zero at one point, and I wished I wasn't. Because, you know, of course the kids at, you know, the popular kids and stuff, they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, Oh, well, what size pants are you? I don't know if anyone else at anyone else's school did that. But, you know, sometimes people ask, well, what size do you wear? And I was so embarrassed to say that I was like a double zero, you know, because what was normal for my body at, at, as a preteen, as a teenager, it made me feel inadequate and not beautiful. You know, just to go off on a little side tangent really quick what didn't help <laughs> was I, I was kind of a tomboy in, mid- in middle school you know I wore converse I wore the skinny jeans once those became all the rage graphic tees vests okay another side tangent I think vests are coming back so if you're into fashion I think vests are coming back I'm gonna have to get into that but you know I, I was a tomboy you know I, I, I was in my rock star era okay with the skinny jeans and you know everything so not having the hourglass figure, barely having boobs, not having hips, and I just gravitated towards, you know, my little rock star era, <laughs> skinny jeans, graffitis, converse, and stuff. I just didn't feel pretty, I, you know, and that's just the, that's just the honest to goodness truth. You know, by, by the time I got to high school, you know, it seemed like society norms changed again, you know, and it was all about having the big butt. You know, you still needed to have the hourglass figure. You know, we didn't get rid of that. But it was all about being thick. Thick, thick, thick. Being skinny and slender. Ugh. That day has passed. And boy, did this impact me hard. You know, by this time, I was obviously interested in wanting a boyfriend. And I was interested in boys in middle school. But, you know, in, you know, of course, high school. But I was, you know, hoping, oh, you know, I'm in high school, you know, maybe I'll get a boyfriend or have a boy like me or whatever. And, you know, I'm like 14, 15 years old, fresh in high school. And in my mind, I'm thinking, no boy would like me because I'm not thick. I'm skinny. I went to a B cup. Wow. Size three. Okay. This is just what I was thinking at the time. And I just wasn't what I thought society thought was beautiful I didn't have a big butt and you know I'm on the taller side as I mentioned so in my head I'm just a tall skinny twig a giraffe (laughs) and I felt like no boy would find me attractive now I'm not going to get on a tangent of whether or not I should have been trying to date in high school because that's a whole nother conversation or whatever but I'm sure every, you know, girl has gone through this, you know, what I'm talking about, about just body image, about just not feeling beautiful based off of what the society standards were at the time. And I didn't feel pretty either, you know, because I, you know, I wasn't into the makeup yet and different things and other girls were and, I, you know, but I'll maybe I'll save the whole not feeling pretty and the makeup and all that type of stuff and just feeling different. Maybe I'll say that for another podcast. I know I say that every episode, but you know, people like Kim Kardashian and Nicki Minaj, 
you know, others, you know, they were the poster child for, for beauty at the time. You know, if you're, if you're, if you didn't have this big butt and, and all this type of stuff, then you're losing. It's, and it was just crazy. It's crazy. I remember, you know, seeing graphics going around social media talking about, you know, who would want to cuddle a stick at night. Just crazy stuff. And little old 15 year old me, I'm looking at this and I'm just like, I'm never going to be. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm never going to be thick. I'm never, you know, I don't have that hourglass figure. Like, I mean, I have this little butt, but, you know, there's, you know, there's not much there. And, you know, and and I think that that could just be very detrimental to young women and to young girls. And, you know, I mean, Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian, you know, do your thing, right? You know, do whatever you need to do. But at the same time, it's like when society grabs a hold of these different norms and these different things, you know, young girls, women end up feeling extremely inadequate like I did, you know. I will say this, though, you know, most people do have a certain preference that they're, uh, you know, personally attracted to or that they personally like. I'm not really speaking about that, you know, particular. I don't think that there's an issue with that. You know, some, you know, some people are attracted to this and attracted to that and you can't help what you are, you know, physically attracted to. But I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about society saying, you know, if your butt is not big, then something is wrong with you. You better go get your BBL. And if you don't have big boobs or if you're this or if you're that, then you need to fix yourself, right? You know, Hollywood, social media, they, they start pushing these ideals and you end up having to like accept what's beautiful and what and what's good. And, you know, it's just not right. And again, like, how is it that like it, it's oh, it's a specific time period, you know, a certain body type is what's pretty. How is it when I was growing up? It was all about being skinny and slender. And, you know, if your butt was too big, then ugh, and but now it's all about having a big butt like in a span of five to ten years. What's beautiful changes. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's illogical, complete nonsense when you think about it. You know, going back, you know, throughout high school, you know, I, I started to care less and less because I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. First, like I said, first skinny was great. Then it was this. Then it was that. And I started to just not care because what was I going to do at 16? What was I going to do to myself at 16? Get breast implants? Get plastic surgery? I don't think so. You know, I had to learn to accept my body the way that it was and just they say, well, this is what God gave me. So this is who I am. You know, and, and that wasn't easy. It was extremely difficult. In college, um, you know, I started to get into fitness and mostly for the health benefit. You know, I was already thin, you know, so I, I really didn't I wasn't trying to lose weight. But, you know, I had no stamina. You know, I didn't really care about what I ate. So I wasn't being like the most healthiest version of myself. And I just wanted to start taking care of my body more now that I was older in college and starting to make like adult decisions. <laughs> Um, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I need to start, you know, caring about my body and, and becoming stronger, you know, just so that if I want to run a mile, I can do it and I'm not passing out, you know, things like that. I started going to the gym. I didn't really have a set goal, you know, because like I said, I wasn't trying to lose weight, but I just wanted to be healthy. That was what I kind of was striving towards after all these stupid society norms, you know, just kept changing on me and I couldn't keep up. That was the goal in the end, just being the most healthiest version of myself. Fast forward to today. Let's let's look at it. The Kardashians are removing their butt implants or BBLs or whatever the heck they got. <laughs> People are getting plastic surgery all over the place. It's completely normalized. Kylie Jenner is a completely different person. You know, I mean, I, you know, I don't judge people who get plastic surgery because I really don't care what you do with your own money and your own body. It is literally not impacting me. I will literally sleep fantastic at night, not caring about what you have paid for to change your body right but it's still just crazy how you have people like Kylie Jenner who grew up in a family of you know the Kardashians are beautiful even minus all the plastic surgery they're beautiful women and you have all these beautiful women and there's a standard and by the time she's 20 her body is completely different and you don't tell me that she had some type of you know I'm not trying to like diagnose her over my podcast but you don't tell me that she had some type of 
body dysmorphia maybe or or you know just she would look at her body and, and would want it to be completely different than her you know so that she could look more like her sisters because she's living in this bubble of you know celebrityness and you know the glitz and the glam and all that you don't think that she went through that I you know I can call it right now I guarantee you that she did and that's why she looks like a completely different person in a 180 and she's I, I, I wonder how many times she's gone under the knife before the age of 21 but I'm, I'm not even going to get into that right you know what's sad is that these society norms and you know people projecting what they prefer onto others you know I, I just believe that it, it makes people insecure you know she grew up and her her you take Kylie again she grew up her older sister's Kim Kardashian and, and Kim has her butt done guess who also has her butt done now Kylie you know and I don't even get me started on Chloe, like who's changed her face so many times because, you know, she doesn't look like the rest of her sisters. And I'm not counting like, you know, Kendall and Kylie because, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're from Bruce. And I know there's the whole rumor that Chloe is not Rob Kardashian's daughter, but whatever. She doesn't look like, um, you know, Kim or um, Courtney. She doesn't look like them. So is that why she keeps changing her face? You just think about these things, and it's sad. Like, I'm not even, like, trying to point the finger. I'm saying look at what they have grown up and have dealt with. It's extremely sad that it has resulted in needing these procedures, you know, constantly or just having to always get stuff done. You know, because the truth is, is you don't grow up hating the size of your lips. We don't grow up with these innate thoughts of, oh, my God, you know, I don't like the fa- the, the structure of my face. I don't like the way that, you know, my my arms look. You know, all these different things. We do not grow up with saying we don't, we're mad that we don't have the hourglass figure. We're not born with these thoughts. So society's projection of what's acceptable subconsciously and psychologically consistently changing is making you feel like these things are necessary. And has made, you know, a lot of us feel like, you know, we need to change and that these things are necessary. And as I said earlier, like, look, I'm, if you've decided to get plastic surgery, I don't care. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not looking down on anyone that's done that. But, you know, those who may not feel comfortable with their body and who want to make changes, if you want to do that, you know, I guess do you. It's your money and, and your body. Do what you want to do. But are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it because you feel like, hey, what I've got, not the norm, not acceptable. So I've got to change or or, you know, are you actually doing it for you? Are you really doing it for yourself? I think if you are deciding to get plastic surgery or whatever, you really need to channel that. You really need to ask yourself this. There are these uh, YouTubers that I watch their sisters and, you know, one of them has changed a lot and got her lips done and different things. And but again, who? And I only bring them up just because I grew up watching them. So I've like watched through like the changes. But it's like you're not born with these thoughts. So why why all of a sudden is it, okay, now I need lip filler. And now I need Botox. Now I need this and now I need that. When you, like, where, you have to check yourself and think where are these thoughts coming from, you know? I'm 27 now and as I mentioned, I have a son and... He was a big baby, okay? He was born 9.5 pounds. I thank the Lord that I didn't have a C-section just because that wasn't the path that I personally wanted to go down. No hate C-sections. If that's you, do what you got to do. But I do believe that I, I gained about 30-plus pounds during my pregnancy. And most of the weight just went to my belly. Um, I guess you could say I still have my slender or thin like physique. Um, and it was just all in my belly. You know, I'm a year postpartum, and I've tried getting back into working out, and it's tough. (laughs) I got to say minimal workouts, you know, but my body ended up kind of reverting back to normal. You know, there's different things like the stretch marks, and, you know, not everything is the same. And, you know, I still got my little mom pouch, mom pooch and stuff, but, you know, I know this isn't the case for every mom. And there's a lot of moms who their bodies either change significantly after pregnancy or during pregnancy or you know, later in the postpartum journey, you know, you know, it all depends on genetics and overall health. And there's several other factors. 
But meanwhile, you've got these celebrities on Instagram pretty much professing that they've snapped back after the baby. When in reality, we all know they got the treatments done. They got neo-sculpting done. They've got the money, and you know, to do so. So they did it, obviously. But why not just say that? Why not normalize it? There's this YouTuber. Um, I brought her up in the first podcast about her just being different. But um, I believe she has like three kids now, but... After her second child, um, she pretty much posted a YouTube video saying that, and you could tell after her second baby, like, she did gain weight. But, oh, wow, like, you know what I mean? It happens. Like, who freaking cares, right? As long as you're healthy, that's what's important. But, you know, um, she made a YouTube video about how she did, like, the Chloe Ting challenge. I know y'all know Chloe Ting, who does the workouts on YouTube. Uh, But she pretty much came out saying that she did the Chloe Ting challenge. And... It came out and she said that it worked and she lost all this weight when it, it, it somebody leaked and it came out that she did a neo sculpting treatment, which is pretty much where they put this thing on your stomach and it vibrates. And apparently it's supposed to be equivalent to doing like hundreds or thousands of um, like crunches or ab workouts or whatever. And it gives you that flatter tummy. And, you know, it, it's stuff like that. Like, mama, if you want to get yourself done girl do what you got to do if that's how you feel after you know having a baby it's hard after having a baby but why are you sitting here and making a scene like you you did a whole youtube video on how you did workouts when you probably did them but that's not what really got rid of your weight loss right i mean i just don't understand why we can't just normalize these things and I bet you it was because of different pressures in society that she has faced that has made her feel like she couldn't be honest about the neo sculpting you know what I mean and it ended up happening with the where she like doubled down and never really admitted it or just I don't even know but it's because of these norms in society it's like after having a baby women have something most women get something called diastasis recti um I didn't really have it, um, at least from what I've been able, because you can like self-diagnose kind of if you look into it. And I couldn't really see that I actually had it. It's pretty much ab separation, and it happens to most women during pregnancy. Some women, uh, their ab separation kind of goes back to normal. Some women, it doesn't. So it's very common to have that mom pouch. And and some, you know, moms, like if if you want to go and, you know, take care of yourself and you want to invest the money into snapping back or whatever like look I again I don't care what you do but I don't understand why we can't just be honest about it like if I went and got like a tummy tuck or something and somebody asked I'm not gonna sit here and say yeah I did Chloe Ting workouts <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's just so backwards in my opinion like everyone wants to get plastic surgery or just get stuff done but nobody wants to be honest about it but it's like if everybody's doing which not everyone's doing it but if it's like if it's if it's normalized in our society and if it's accepted then why can't we just be honest about it and be honest with ourselves like if I ever which I do not plan this just me personally if I had ever planned to go under the knife to go under anesthetics okay to go under anesthetics and to actually put myself to sleep to fix something and to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars and risk my life, you better believe I'm going to be honest about it. You know what I mean? But that's just me, okay? That's just that's just what I think. And, you know, because the truth is, you know, going back to the whole mommy thing, most moms don't snap back. And we need to normalize that. And we need to normalize that, yes, we may have to work out harder if we have different fitness goals and, you know, health goals. We may have to work out harder to get there. But, you know, if you're going to, you know, take a different route (laughs) and if you're going to decide that you want to invest financially into having things taken care of for you, then I just don't understand why, you know, you've got people lying and not being honest about it. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to rant too much, you know, about that, but ugh. well, maybe I do. Okay. You, you literally birthed and you grew a human being for nine months. You birthed that human. You dealt with the fourth trimester postpartum, which is tough. 
If you're a mommy out there, then you already know postpartum can be very difficult and you're supposed to just change overnight. Like, no, I had to accept this. I'm still accepting this. I'm almost a year postpartum and I'm nowhere near where I want to be physically. And it is hard. It's tough out here, especially when you're trying to chase around your almost toddler um, and, you know, and different things. It, it's just tough. OK, but at the end of the day, pregnancy is very taxing on the body. And it, it is hard and it's okay to go through that and experience that and to recover from that in your own way, in your own lane. And, you know, I, I always say this, but I'm probably going to talk about pregnancy and my pregnancy journey in another podcast, but I know I'm going to sound like a broken record consistently saying that. But anyway, um, you know, I had mentioned several times already that I'm, you know, almost year postpartum and I'm just now kind of sort of maybe loving my body again you know, I'm still struggling with my eating habits because during pregnancy, I kind of, I mean, I didn't go crazy, but pre-pregnancy, you know, during the pretty, pretty much I got pregnant at the end of 2020. So, you know, during the pandemic and the height of the pandemic, you know, I was working from home and I was bored. So I started investing into things like skincare and healthy eating and different things because I just needed new things to focus on and to do. And I also wanted to be healthier because I felt like I had the time since I was working from home. Um, and, you know, I was really on a health kick and then I got pregnant and I ate oat like I didn't eat anything crazy. I never had any like weird cravings. Um, but you know, I had certain habits that I developed like my sweet tooth and different things that I developed, you know, and, and these things were heightened for me during my pregnancy. And I still have struggled with eliminating those habits and kind of going back, you know, and not, you know, wanting a cookie or a muffin and different things and wanting to snack on these, you know, little treats and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm trying to get that under control. Um, just to be healthier, just because for my personal body type, consistent sugar has never been good for me. Um, so I try to avoid it. Um, it makes me bloat. It makes me break out, things like that. So it, it's just not good for me uh, personally. You know, I'm also getting older. I mentioned I'm 27. You know what I mean? I'm a few years away from 30. So, I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not 18 anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it, but there's there's so much to it and there's so many levels to it. But, you know, but when I'm scrolling on social media, what am I seeing? Oh, the flat tummy. You, you got to have the flat tummy. You got to have the abs. You know, your 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 booty got to be plump. All this stuff. And, you know, it just makes me wonder about people's true intentions and what's really going on and, you know, the fakeness. And I know I already talked about, you know, social media and stuff in the first episode. But, you know, there is another part of this and another part of body image that I feel like I really want to dive into but I will just say that you know it is kind of controversial but you know I don't care there are going to be certain topics that I'm going to talk about on the podcast that may seem controversial but at the end of the day like it's true <laughs> and it's one of those things that I mentioned at the beginning where there can be two things true at once um but anyway we're just gonna hop in you know I I, I will say like I said I don't like being controversial even though I'm about to get a little controversial, but uh, I, I just want to talk about it. You know, I genuinely don't like speaking on things that I may not like have directly. I may not directly have like, like the experience myself, but it doesn't mean I feel like you can't talk about it. But I feel like what I am about to dive into has a lot to do with body image, society views, and I think it's important that it's said. I think that there is a stance that needs to be taken, and I'm going to be the one to take it. Um, I'm always going to be authentic on this podcast. That's one thing I can guarantee you and promise to you. I'm always going to be real. I'm always going to be raw. You're going to get the truth about whatever I'm talking about. So um, there's something that I've been seeing that has been more normalized um, in today's society and it's just, the truth is, is that it isn't good, you know, whether it's bad, I mean, it, it, it's bad, but you know, it, it certainly isn't good. And I want to talk about obesity. And I know that when you hear that word, a lot of people assume, okay, you're, you're talking about fat people, you're fat shaming and no, 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 you know, no. Okay. Obesity is its own, it's its own entity. And I'm sure some people will be like, oh, you just ranted about how you were, 
you know, you're naturally skinny and you're naturally slender, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't even know what it's like to have a lot extra meat, da, da, da. What do you know about it? You know, and, and you're right. You know, I don't know what it's like to be on the larger side, but, you know, I do know what it's like to gain weight. And I do know what it's like to um, to go through that. You know, like I said, I gained over 30 pounds during my um, during my pregnancy. So I do know what it's like to actually gain weight and to um, have your body. Um, get, and obviously I had to gain weight to have a baby because um, you're supposed to gain weight when you're pregnant. But I do know what that aspect is at least about. Um, but what I want to dive into, it, it, it isn't about being larger like that's not the focal point it's about health and being healthy and being the healthiest version of yourself that you can be or at least trying to you know I've seen a lot of people like I said try to normalize obesity which is the second leading cause of death in the United States and nobody wants to talk about that or address that and what makes it worse is that you have all these toxic food places on every corner And, you know, just waiting to sell you the most unhealthiest things you can imagine and healthy foods have become extremely expensive, you know, but lately I see more and more people celebrate obesity. Like I'm seeing commercials, advertisements, you know, everything that you can possibly imagine. And, you know, there are even celebrities out there speaking about it and saying that they don't care, knowing that they have immediate influence and they're influencing hundreds, thousands and, you know, millions of people. And I don't think that that's inherently right. You know, it, it's dangerous, you know, just to get, you know, good old dictionary dot com. You know, the, the definition of obesity is a disorder involving excessive body fat that increases the risk of health problems. And that, when you're taking into consideration, that does depend on your BMI. Um, so you have to know, like, your BMI and, and things of that nature. That it that does apply here, so it is individual. So that's why I said this isn't about just larger, because it all depends on your BMI. You could appear skinny and be technically obese because of your, um, you know, because of your BMI and, and, and just unhealthy habits and, and t- things. And like I said, I'm talking about more of the health aspect uh, so no fast shaming here. And if you think I'm doing that, then I don't know what to uh, tell you because I promise I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, the reason that this is dangerous going back to it being celebrated is because it can really harm a lot of people. And it has harmed a lot of people. It being the second leading cause of death in the United States. You know, people are dying. This is linked to heart disease and other issues. And it's leading people to have, you know, extreme long term effects. Now, if you're listening, you know, like I said, you may be turned off by what I'm saying, but, you know, if you are listening and let's say you're on the larger side, you think I'm calling you something or obese or fat or whatever, or I'm speaking negatively about you or, or you may find offense to some of the things I'm saying, or you may not even care. Just hear me out. Just give me a second, please. You know, I'm not here to condemn being larger because there are a lot of reasons why, um, you know, women in particular maybe on the larger side, there's different things like hyperthyroidism and, and, and just different things that can cause different things that have nothing to do with what society thinks it has to do with. And there are some things that are out of your control health wise that could be causing extra weight or, you know, different things. So I definitely do understand that, you know, if you got a booty, awesome. If you have curves and that's what you're born with, then, you know, that's awesome. But what I want to condemn is, the is not having the healthy lifestyle that can lead to long-term effects and that can lead to an unhealthy lifestyle and unfortunately death you know because that does happen and and I'm also speaking to myself in the healthy aspects I just told you a couple minutes ago like I still got some really bad eating habits from when I was pregnant that I have been struggling to break I every week I'm like crumble cookies what are you <laughs> what are you rolling out as far as the flavors you know, I can I can sit here and confidently tell you that I am not the healthiest that I've ever been. And I want to be. You know, I'm having a hard time. I really am. I'm almost a year postpartum. I'm still struggling. And I'm struggling to commit to fitness. I'm trying. I worked out this morning. <laughs> I'm trying to work out again tomorrow. Can't make any promises. And it's only because of genetics that, you know, I'm not heading down a potentially harmful path when it comes to my body and the excess fat and different things that I mentioned that is linked to obesity. 
And I'm really trying, but I struggle. And you have to think that there are people of every body type that feel the same way that I feel and, and that struggle and that are, are trying to make it. Whether you're extremely slim or if you're on the larger side or slender or if you're shorter or this or that. So I know what it's like to be in a place where you're not making the most healthiest decisions as far as eating and fitness and taking care of your overall health. But we've got the society where no one cares and it's celebrated to be obese and no one wants to talk about how we can progress as a society and, you know, and to focus to not, you know, to not focus on losing weight, but overall just being healthier in general. And that's the point that I'm trying to get to. I grew up hearing this and that about myself and it made me not like my body at a very young age, which is horrible. And I know a lot of other young kids have been there. Society's view of body image, you know, kept changing and now they celebrate unhealthy decisions and it, it makes you feel like we just can't win. Either you're too skinny or you're too fat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be hated no matter what. But then when it comes to you wanting to make healthy decisions, you're going to be judged. If you're, on, if you're on the slender side and you're trying to bulk up because let's say that, you know, you talk to your doctor and let's say that, you know, your BMI is too low. And they're like, hey, you know, it would actually be healthier if you um, tried this and, and got more protein and different things because your blood sugar is low because of this and that, da 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 Say you go to the gym, you start bulking up. People are going to say, oh, well, you know, she, you know, she's just trying to do the get thick and da, 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 da. And then you get talked about. Let's say you're on the larger side and you say, you know, I went to the doctor and they told me that I'm high risk for diabetes because it's genetic. And because of my BMI and different things, you know, I really should start looking into fitness and healthier journey. And you start doing that and they say, well, you don't love yourself. You should have loved yourself when you're bigger. It's, it's like, why can't we just try to be the most healthiest version of ourself that we want to be without getting criticized constantly, no matter where you are in your journey? Like, can we normalize just being happy with God gave us, but then taking that and then, you know, striving to be the healthiest version of ourselves? Because how, you know, healthy we are impacts how we perform in our everyday lives. It depends. It it shows how, you know, tired you are, how you can get through your day or, you know, just different everyday things. Can we normalize not snapping back after birth? But saying, hey, you know, I know my body isn't the same, but because I love the body that God gave me and, I, and, and God blessed me and gave me the favor to be able to birth this beautiful baby, I'm going to love myself and loving myself is taking care of myself. And if I need to make some changes health wise, just to be healthy, not to lose weight, not to pay attention to the scale and not to care or give a crap about what society says, I just want to be healthy. Can we do that? Can we normalize it being okay to want to jump into fitness because it'll help you overall health-wise? Can we, can we normalize being in a place where we may not be proud of our bodies but and we may be struggling severely, but we decide to make a constant decision to choose health and at least start the journey? This is what I'm talking about. I'll be the first to say, and I said it already, I'm not all the way there, but I'm trying. And most of it, honestly, is a mental battle. It's about getting there mentally and making a conscious decision and sticking to it. And sometimes we may not stick to it and we may fall off as I have several times in my postpartum journey in the last year. But it's okay as long as we pick ourselves back up. You know, like skip what society says is normal. As long as you are the healthiest version of you. And I'm talking about healthy. And like if you can I go to the doctor and they say and deem you healthy then that is what is important. That is what matters. Who, not the Khloe Kardashians who took out, who, who now they took out their butt implants, you know? <laughs> like, who cares if a certain celebrity is okay with being unhealthy and celebrating obesity, knowing that it's harming people and that it's not good for people. And it's one thing to say, you know, this is, this is how I am and this is my size, but I'm working on being healthier every day. And it's a slow journey, but I'm doing something. That's better than saying, I don't care, this is me, and who cares? You know what I mean? That, that, that to me is where the toxicity comes in. Is that, you know, you may not be where you want to be, but at least even if it's just going for a walk every day, no matter what size you are, whatever your body image is, it's all about being healthy. And deciding what you need to do 
for you because we all deserve to live a long and happy and healthy life. You know, I've said it already a million times. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find out where to land health-wise. And I remember when I was so healthy, and it's hard to look back at that and just be like, man, I wish I could just poof there. You know, but I know I'll get there. And it, it may take me another year. But it's not about it needing to be instantaneous either. Even if you just say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to add something healthy into my day tomorrow just to start somewhere, you know? It's one small step at a time for everyone, all of us. I don't care what size you are. You know, I know for me as I've gotten older, how I feel about, you know, my body image has revolved more about trying to achieve a healthier lifestyle. You know, I, I seriously used to focus on needing that, you know, flatter stomach and even pre-baby needing to have that tone here and there and my legs and needing to have that, you know, cute butt and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like small fitness goals like, oh, you know, I really want to tone my arms. I want to get stronger and I want to get into weightlifting or I really want to tone my legs because I want to be able to do marathons. You know, what I'm saying that that's different. I don't think there's anything wrong with those fitness goals, but, you know, wanting to be at a certain weight. I've been there. I was like, I can't, I cannot be over 150. That's something I used to tell myself. I can't be over 150. Why? Why was I obsessing over that? It's unhealthy. But where did that number come from? I don't know. I probably subconsciously heard that somewhere. And don't even realize it or know it. But I've turned it around. I said, you know what? I don't care what's on the scale anymore. Health is what matters. It's not about the number on the scale. You know, if I'm not healthy, you could be 90 pounds and not be healthy. You could be, you know, you could be 300 pounds and not be healthy or whatever, you know. Someone may look at me as a more slender gal and think I'm healthy because of it. I remember I used to be like, oh, I'm going to the gym. And they're like, Ugh, why do you need to go to the gym? Um, because if I go up a flight of steps, I can't freaking breathe. I have no stamina. I can't even run for for 10 minutes. That's not healthy, you know? It, 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 it's like, why do people feel the need to comment on anyone's health journey? It's nobody's business what you're doing to try to be the healthier version of you. So don't let anybody, you know, discourage you from what you're doing, even if you're just taking little small steps daily. Because it's just about achieving a healthier life. You know, low-key, another reason why you shouldn't judge anybody's, you know, body type based off what you see is because you never really know what they're experiencing health-wise. Like I said, a lot of women, you know, struggle with hypothyroidism and there's a lot of different things um, that, that women may go through and some women have, you know, PCOS and just different, there's just so, there's a lot of different things that women you know, experience, um, can't speak so for men cause I'm not a man, but there, there's different things that women deal with that make their weight fluctuate like pregnancy and having a baby. And, and you just never know where someone is in their journey. So you, you shouldn't be commenting on what people's health journey or their opinion of their body image. You shouldn't be adding to that cause it's already hard enough out here for all of us. You know, focus on you and focus on what you can do to be healthy. You know, to wrap up, you know, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you can see what I mean about body image and choosing health, you know, versus needing to look a certain way for society or, you know, just listening to what society says about body image and and, and what's healthy and what isn't. You know, if you're once again, if you are struggling with body image or an ED or anything of the sort, or you are in need, I I have linked the resources in the description of this podcast. And I really hope that you check them out. And please know that health sometimes isn't linear. Sometimes it's a roller coaster. We go through seasons and we go through a season where sometimes you just get busy and life is busy and you just, you don't end up having the time to make those healthy decisions that you want to. But then you know, there'll be those times where it's like, you know what, 
I, I've got time to invest into this and I, and I want to invest into this, you know, permanently for myself. It's not linear. So wherever you are in your journey, tomorrow's a new day to start. And if you don't know where to start, there are a lot of amazing resources out there. Just make sure that you're focusing on the healthy aspect, not the number on the scale and, you know, not what other people are saying. But again, going back, if, if you are in that negative place, check out the resources. I've linked a, you know, a few below and just know that you're not alone and uh, there is help out there if you are struggling with some of those things that I mentioned. And um, just once again, if you made it to the end of the podcast, um, I know that things kind of got controversial for a second, but whatever. I think that it just needed to be said. And I feel like a lot of people actually secretly think this, but nobody wants to say it. Everyone's like, oh, no, they're fat shaming. It's like no one's bad shaming. No one's skinny shaming. Let's shame society for making people feel inadequate and making people feel like they're where they are in their journey is inadequate and that they are not enough. When it's like, hey, you may not be where you want to be, but the most important thing is that you're trying. And that is what matters. Let's not care about what society is celebrating or what society is condemning. Let's just be the healthier version of ourselves. But again, thank you again uh, for tuning into the podcast today. If you have any thoughts or any opinions, be sure to visit the YouTube page. Uh, go ahead and view it again if you hear it on another um, or listen to it on another platform like and subscribe and leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this, about body image, how it's always changing in society and, and where you may be on, on your journey, maybe share a testimony or something like that. And so that we can all grow together and that we can always be the, um, we can all be the healthier versions of ourselves and we can move forward and progress in life and live a happy and healthy one. But I hope that wherever you are in the world and whatever you may be going through, I hope that you are doing well. And I hope that, um, you are at least starting your health journey. I know, like I said, today I worked out and I hope tomorrow I can do it again. <laughs> but if not, I'm going to try to make another healthy decision. Let's make one good healthy decision a day. But thank you guys so much. Again, this is Sunray and I'm out. Peace. <laughs>